0: Quarantina, box out boys, college basketball, we are back and ready to go. We are Hooded Up. I'm with my co-host, Spencer Clark, and we're here to talk some college basketball again. Clark, how we doing?
1: Doing phenomenal. Uh, getting ahead of it now. We are Hooded Up. You cannot see us, but we have hoods on. Felt like we needed to make that
0: distinction. And if you can't see us, if we are on YouTube, check out the hoods. Check out the oh, YouTube. we are. We're looking good. We're We're repping. So we're going to go over some some previous games this week, some news and notes, and then take a look at the future. And I'm sure while we do that, we'll be led to an array of interesting discussions. But first, we have to bring up last night. We're recording this on Monday. I hope you guys hear this on Tuesday. Last night was the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs or the 49ers. Uh, Clark, are are you a fan of either?
1: Uh, I'm a Brock Purdy fan, but no. Um, as you know, my allegiance lies in the New England Patriots.
0: Yeah, why are you a Brock Purdy fan?
1: He's an Iowa State guy.
0: Was yeah, at the same time, I State consider
1: guy. I consider him somewhat of a friend in some aspect.
0: Did you know Brock Purdy? Did you ever talk to him at Iowa no, State? No,
1: not once. Did you? Did you, you ever see him? see him? I didn't even see him.
0: Dude, you never saw that guy either. Did he even – he probably never went out, never went to class. Or he was just in a did. completely different field than me. No, I just don't think he went out. I think he was I think he was a chiller. You think, think he, was he was just kind of locked in, ready to go, on that Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady time where he he's just has a rigid schedule? I don't even know about that. I think he's just so religious that he didn't want to go out. Mm. You forget how Coach. actually religious he is. Because a lot of people put up a front. He's, like, really religious. You kind of want that in a QB1, don't you?
1: Kind of want a religious I wanted TV to say on. no,
0: but yeah, you do want that. You do want that because then they just believe in themselves way more than they should because they got God backing them up and they truly believe that.
1: Right. They do. I mean, when you put it like that, you put it perfectly because think about yeah. it. like They have this belief that – and I carry the same beliefs, but I understand why it works for them, that there's somebody – at a higher power that is gonna help them be
0: successful. They do. But unfortunately that that higher power didn't help Brock Purdy out yesterday. I also am a Brock Purdy fan, of course. Being an Iowa State alum, you know, he gave us our he gave us liter- our literal best years. And you know what? We're we're gonna try to get back there. I don't know. I think it says a lot about Iowa State's Coaching, if they have a player like Brock Purdy surrounded by all these talented weapons. It was like a a light version of San Francisco at Iowa State, just kind of looking back what it feels like. And you know what? They couldn't get a lot of it done. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, that was a good year. But even then, we probably should have won the Big 12 championship. We probably, you know, know, we should have just done more with Brock Purdy. But we're talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, Q Drake back-to-back as they back-to-back and won the Super Bowl this year and last year, against the Eagles last year, against the 49ers. And I got to say, as a Chiefs fan, it feels good. You know, you might not hear the excitement in my voice. That's because I left it all out there yesterday after the game. I was surrounded by a lot of negative energy. You know, a lot of people were just sad to have seen the Chiefs won again. And, and that was making me sad. So I hightailed it on a lift over to the nearest local Chiefs bar, called dons was told it was going to be way too packed you know don't go there skirted in probably the least busiest i've ever seen it <laughs> post super bowl win but the most red i've ever seen it there was a guy carrying around a drum that they beat at the beginning of chiefs games and he was just letting people hammer it Did to you the fsu tomahawk chop. yes well no. over oh, the Tucson there's a video uh, on my story circulating around out there it's pretty good But uh, you know, I had a blast. Just just had to touch on that. You know, speak on how happy I am that the Kansas City Chiefs won. You know, throughout all this adversity that apparently they've been facing all year, even in a down year, they're still the best.
1: I mean, it's nice. You legit, it's a legit dynasty, and no one can fight that now. Which
0: one of these? That means a lot. Coming from a New England Patriots fan, that that means a lot. Can't you can't deny it anymore.
1: Uh, Which one of these Super Bowls was better? Obviously, this is the back-to-back one, but last year, like, just sending the Eagles home and the entire city of Philadelphia hating you had to have also felt good.
0: So, I feel like that game was better, and I think I could get some hate on that, but I like that game more because I like offense, and it felt like, even though it kind of took more, it was a second half kind of shootout is what it felt like, there was still some fun stuff going on in the first half, and I... I just like Jalen Hurts. I liked uh, what their offense was bringing more last year. The Eagles, they kind of felt like they had a little more swag than the 49ers. And so that game was more fun. But this game definitely meant a lot more after everything that the Chiefs had to go through this season. Not that it was anything crazy, but there's just so much shit talk all year. You know, they're done. They don't have the weapons. This is down here. They might not even win the AFC West. They did. Uh, They weren't going to get first place and they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. They had to, but they beat the Ravens, the Bills, the 49ers, another team I'm missing. They just had a great run. And I think, uh, you know, I want to cry, but I'm all cried out. You're all cried out? Yeah, I was super happy and emotional after that OT win yesterday and then was looking around the room and everybody was frowning. Nobody was there. I was looking around like, who to hug? And I didn't have someone to hug. Were you a Lone Ranger? Were you the Lone Chiefs fan? Everyone else I was I wasn't even the Lone Ranger. No. The other Chiefs fans just were not as gassed up. They weren't as happy for some odd reason. It was a walk-off touchdown to win an OT. That's criminal. I don't know that yeah, you can so really consider yourself I guess I was alone. I guess I was alone.
1: Yeah, I don't you can't really consider yourself a fan of a team if them winning in that fashion doesn't get you up out of your seat ready to do some wild stuff.
0: It was the second OT in Super Bowl history. I mean, that's insane. True, first one, to three. All right, that's. I mean, we don't. We don't got to keep keep that's going on corner. this. That's our football corner. Hey, let's start talking talk some about, college football.
1: We can talk about as much as you want. Your team,
0: your team just solidified a dynasty. It's fair he solidified to about. a dynasty. And he said they'll be back. Uh, you know, all I got to say is you, you got to deal with the Chiefs. You know, we're still gonna be around for a little bit. I'm double burden everybody that has anything hateful to say. Just enjoy it while it's here or hate it from afar. Hate it from hate it silently.
1: Love it if or hate it, vocal, either way you watched.
0: That's true. That's all
1: I gotta say. That's,
0: all I gotta that's say. true. Thank you, Fiorentina.
1: Uh yeah, I mean so we got some good games last week. What uh any games that really stuck out to you that you wanna get more into?
0: For sure, I think more. I want to highlight some teams here. So last week, since we last talked on this podcast, uh we've we've had some some teams falling and some teams rising. But I want to highlight those teams falling first. Yeah, I'm start with Wisconsin. Oh, I was, Wisconsin yeah. on a four-game losing streak, not doing well. Uh, doesn't really make sense. Seems like uh, you can you can point your fingers at Greg Greg Gard, the coach. You could point your fingers at their starting five. You could kind of point your fingers everywhere, but pointing is not going to help. This team's down bad. Uh, There's still a projected, like, three seed in the NCAA tournament, which is fine, sure, whatever, I guess. But what are your thoughts on Wisconsin right now? Because, you know, I'll give you mine real quick. I'm concerned.
1: I think, and we talked about this a little bit, Wisconsin, great Guard is like a good coach, but there's coaches in college basketball that are n- never going to be great coaches. They're never going to be like even flirt with that line, I think. Mm. And so like, I think that they're always, it feels like they're always a three, four, five 4 seed and then they usually get bounced week two, which I think is the fate of a lot of college basketball programs. But like, they also just, they have a lot of name brand guys, a lot of guys that you think of. But like when it comes down to it, you need a bucket getter. Like those good Wisconsin teams that had, Sam Decker, Frank Kaminsky's on them. They had mm-hmm. solidified guys. Like, Wisconsin's got some guys, but none that you feel super confident, this is our go-to guy, we need a bucket right now. And I feel like you need that. You
0: need a Their score. style feels so big, though, which is just why it feels odd that they don't have a bucket getter. I, I think I tried to, or well, we talked about this point earlier this week, and I tried to throw some names out there, but, you know, with some time to think about it, They don't have a bucket getter, which is weird where they have guys on the team like AJ Storr, Tyler Wallace, Stephen Crowell, Chucky Hepburn. I mean, those are all people I would think are bucket getters. They all average around 10 points a game, if not more. I mean, they're all playing a role on the Wisconsin team that has, you know, they have some good wins. They beat Marquette earlier this year. They've just been struggling on the road lately. Um, An unexcusable loss at home to Michigan. But... Yeah, I don't know what to make of this team. I I have to agree with you on their march on your March scouting report of them. I don't think they go far. If they hold on to a high seed ranking, I definitely don't think they go far. I think they're an early exit to just a, a team that wants to be there more because as good as this team is and has been and can be, uh, they just they seem like their own worst enemy. Greg Gard, maybe not the guy, uh, seems to be just as confused as his team is when they go on these scoring droughts and everybody's looking at each other like, what do we do? It's like just keep driving to the bucket. They're not a good three-point shooting team. They have some guards that are shooting around 47%, but, I mean, this team just needs to drive to the bucket, get the bucket, and then play some defense. But they've gone on a four-game losing streak, Nebraska, number two, Purdue, Michigan and Rutgers, and three of those games were road games, actually. So, I mean, sure, there's a little bit of a, you know, I guess good feeling to have if you're like, you know what, they at least we lost three on the road and then at home when we were playing Purdue. But, but no, I, I think that's a pussy way to look at all this because I, I think, think if you're Wisconsin, you're in trouble.
1: I think there is definitely ways that you can spin it to kind of think, okay, it's not as bad as it looks, but it looks really bad.
0: They just just seem to disarray. In Big Ten play, I think they level out a little bit. You know, as we go, I don't think they keep dropping all these games. Obviously, uh, they're going to win again. You know, the ebbs and flows, they're going to come back. But I think they showed us something that it's going to be hard to forget when March comes around, that, you know, they're as good of a team they are. uh, You know, they can lose to Michigan. So I think if you lose to Michigan, you're in trouble. I agree. Michigan's a
1: fucking dumpster fire. Staying in the Big Ten, Michigan State is a team that, have you, they're starting to sneak up. I think everyone kind of wrote them off. I think we may have wrote them off at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I we may have told Steve Izzo to retire.
0: We did. We did. Hey, we did He's having a good year though. He scored his first points, so shout out him. Uh, also inexcusable to have that player on your roster. But yeah. yes, Michigan State, they beat Illinois. They beat Terrence Shannon Jr. That was a big win on Saturday. I'm all for Michigan State. Still not a believer, though. Still not a believer.
1: And I think that's probably the right stance to take. But they, they are really – I mean, they're one game back of Wisconsin. They're two games back at Illinois now in the Big Ten. They're in the mix. There's
0: quite a okay, few see, teams in that mix. Fuck, that, that's what's actually crazy, where we forget about Michigan State. Probably because they're in the Big Ten and the Big Ten is, you know, I, I don't want to hate on the Big Ten, but they're they're not too exciting to watch all the time. So I, I don't tune into too many Michigan State games because there's not a lot going on in the Big Ten. There's other conferences that are, I would think, are going to be a little more at play, would like to know a little more about when it comes March time. Uh, but Michigan State, I mean, they still have their record in March. Tom Izzo still has his record in March. So anything's possible. Let's I'd love to see a strong finish in the Big Ten. You know, if they play a Purdue-Wisconsin again, let's get that dub. If they play Illinois again, let's get that dub. And my eyes will be, you know, I'll be raising some eyebrows. I'll be looking at Michigan State a little more. They have a fun team, fun players. They're just, uh, like you said, we wrote them off, and and they didn't write back.
1: They didn't write back. <laughs> yeah. We'll, they'll, they'll sneak into March and end up in a Sweet 16 game.
0: It's, they'll sneak into March for sure.
1: January, nope. February, Izzo.
0: i got to call out here that Clemson went on the road, beat North Carolina at home, huge win. I
1: yeah. don't think that
0: does much for me in raising Clemson's portfolio, honestly, but big win. And you got to call it out because I can't remember the last time Clemson's won in Chapel Hill. So anytime you beat North Carolina this year, that's kind of the cream of the crop of the ACC, you're going to catch my attention.
1: Yeah, that was a weird loss for North Carolina. And then I saw like reports that their guys were showing up late to shoot around that day. They were coming off a big win against Duke. So, right, a real trap game. I mean, that Clemson game at home, was well, like you a real
0: trap. If you look at the price that North Carolina had to pay to beat Duke, they had to lose by a point to Georgia Tech before the Duke game. They then went and crushed Duke. And then they lose to Clemson right after. So, you know, really, what price do they have to pay for it? I think North Carolina is going to be fine. But, you know, they, they paid in blood for that win against Duke, it feels like.
1: They did pay in blood. Do you think North Carolina still wins the
0: ACC? I do. You know, South Carolina is a game behind them. But South Carolina is one of those teams where they have a great record. They have some good wins. They started off very hot. It felt like they cooled down, but they they really only lost a game or two. But one that hasn't is not, at this time, passing the eye test for me. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that means. It just feels like South Carolina isn't a team we can be buying to win the ACC. That feels so wrong. No, and we can't because... Because they're in the SEC. Yeah, my bad. All good. My bad. But still... Still, they've been playing inspired homes One of the Down teams south. that I, I'm not fully buying into at this time. You know, if Sindarius Thornwell's not there, then I'm not there. Gosh, what a name! What a what a throwback! What man. a name! I mean, he was a talk. Uh, they were runner up right in the national championship against like uh a North Carolina or a Baylor. I don't know. Somebody South Carolina went to the national championship not that long ago. I think that's
1: that is actually crazy. They're playing great ball this year. I'm, I'm shocked where they are. I still so think are you Auburn buying into them the more? SEC? Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I still think I think Auburn wins the SEC. They had a it really bad South Carolina number Florida. two. Yeah, I think Alabama sticks around. I think you'll see South. I think South Carolina will fade a little. Okay. But I just think Auburn's the best team. But it's tough to say that when they lose by 20 on Saturday, like a bunch of jamokes.
0: That one kind of had me scratching my head. I didn't even want to talk about it because I just didn't get it. You know, I know Florida's a good team this year. I do like to have a good Florida team back. That's fun. But, yeah, lose Auburn. Uh, the the team in the SEC, we're talking about winning, going on the road, losing by 20. Uh, not really adding up for a team that should win a conference. So, I think, you know, we called it. We're calling it as it is. You got Bama in play. You got Auburn in play. South Carolina's in play. Kentucky took themselves out of play. I think uh, I, I like Bama, but I would love if Jedi Broom and Auburn won. I like this Auburn team this year; they're fun.
1: You're a big Auburn guy. What? No team. Uh, a team that's fading, much like Wisconsin. And I think maybe we saw it coming in conference play. Maybe it was too good to be true. Ole Miss, five and five, eighteen and five on mm-hmm. the year. Obviously went had an incredible uh, non-conference, but seems like they kind of fell back to earth
0: i think that's just one of those first year coach uh he had a, exactly he kind of extended the expectations during the non-conference uh, was strikingly hot and then once he got to conference play I think this speaks to the the talent of the SEC and you know yeah how difficult the conference is because old miss is a good team you know they have some good wins they they're probably a tournament team I'd say but I I think it'll also be close i, I can't yeah. be 100 percent on that but i'd love if they did make it but again i, I think it just speaks to the level of talent in the sec and then you know also we were talking to the non-conference you get those teams every year uh it, it's not always you know they're playing the easiest schedule but some teams are just hot in the non-conference you get to conference play these coaches know how to help out school them and the w's turn to L's. so you know, hopefully they make it to March Madness and can catch something. Chris Beard, he can always catch something. But Pitcher right, hit yeah, old miss, far. old miss, not doing well.
1: You, you're a Texas A&M truther. It always feels like you're always getting on me for betting against him.
0: Hey, I was actually with you though when we were talking this week about Tennessee. Uh, if I if I did bet on that game, I would have bet Tennessee for sure. It just kind of felt like they were the unstoppable force. You know, running into not an immovable object, a very movable object uh, in Texas A&M. But, no, I'm even more bought in on Texas A&M now. They've had some good weeks. Their leading scorer against Tennessee wasn't Wade Taylor, the fourth. So, I like this team. I want to see them in March. They're becoming my new Memphis. Memphis is still live to make the tournament. You know, they're putting together wins now. They just won two games last week. They're on a three-game win streak. They have two games against FAU still. I think that's yep. big. And then who knows what can happen in the in the in the tournament for them. So, so you still not are. To say, you're, though. Yeah,
1: you're still you're still riding Memphis. It sounded like you were maybe abandoning your ship, but you're not abandoning your ship, right?
0: So I'm big on Texas A&M, but Memphis is still there. You know, I'm I'm holding on to them. Because I, I want those players to be in the NCAA tournament. It would be so much more fun for everybody.
1: Are you thinking about abandoning ship? Are you on the edge of the boat with a life raft?
0: No, I'll hold on. I'll go down captain style if that ship's sinking. I'm going to give the salute, tie myself to the mast, and drown in the water that is my home with the ocean. And now my tomb. Because ben, Memphis is a good team. I know they are. That's such
1: a respectable thing for you to say. I'm sure every boat captain out there would be so happy to hear that.
0: Yeah. It's one thing to talk though. It's another thing to do. So keep, keep, uh, keep me accountable as we're going on throughout this season. And I'll let you know, I'm still riding with Memphis. I'm still going down all the way with it. They are not making the tournament right now. I think they're like the next four out, which isn't even the last four in. So they are right on the edge. They just, uh, they need to keep going. They need to be FAU really, but, David Jones has been playing phenomenal for them, had 23 points in both wins this past week. So it's not even Javon Quinnerly doing it. I was looking at Ken Palm and David Jones is one of like the most efficient players in the country, definitely top 25, yeah. which is basically just saying the man does it all for his team. If, if you want a, a buzzer beater, three, that's Javon Quinnerly, That's your guy. But if you just want somebody to take a game over, DJ is your man, David Jones pure athletic freak who will do it all he might challenge the greek freak for most athletic person i've ever seen and i'll stand by that
1: From you think the greek freak's the most athletic person you've ever seen well they call him the greek freak for a reason are you talking just basketball though or all sports most athletic
0: oh just basketball yeah just basketball
1: i had this discussion with someone who is the most athletic person ever
0: Fuck! isn't there the classic? Like Phelps? No, isn't it primetime? Isn't that what they say? Isn't primetime the go-to most athletic freak ever?
1: Don't you think LeBron's more athletic than prime?
0: No. <laughs> really? Easy? Dude, I don't know. I don't watch enough LeBron to, to make that statement, but I think i have seen enough LeBron to make that statement as well. So two things can be true there. You know LeBron's a basketball player. You know he's athletic, uh, sure, definitely a freak. But you know, prime time, he was playing the two sports, excelling at both, and has some of the craziest highlights I've ever seen.
1: You make a valid point there. I'd also like maybe to OJ Ooh, maybe OJ Simpson. Oh, maybe OJ.
0: What are your thoughts? Is he doing okay? Well,
1: yeah, he's got diagnosed with prostate cancer.
0: Oh damn! Um, which should well soon, seconded.
1: Seconded. Um, I'd like to take a moment to talk shit about Penny Hardaway, if that's okay.
0: You want to talk shit about the Memphis coach? We were just we were just giving the flowers to the team. You want to talk shit about him?
1: Yes, but it, it'll be clear okay. why in a moment.
0: Speak um, your truth.
1: He's got both his sons on the team. They have both played in. Every game but one this year, and they are shooting respectively 24% and 35% from three point and 39% and 35% from the field. And they both average two points a game.
0: Yeah, they're not the best and they're getting, uh, sorry, how much playing time did you just say they were getting?
1: They're playing like 10 to 12 minutes every game.
0: Mm. So I think that's 10 to 12 too many minutes right there. (laughs) we're just right off right off the bat. I think if we dissect and analyze the Memphis four-game losing streak, I think what we're going to find is the Hardaway brothers had way too much playing time. There's no more lucrative games.
1: There's no more lucrative gig in college basketball than being the coach's kid. and just getting to live your D1 dreams out.
0: Do you think they're getting NIL deals? You think they're getting paid to be on the team?
1: Dude, I bet well, I bet they go to college for free. They're definitely not scholarship because they go to college for free because their dad works there but i bet they yeah i bet they still get paid
0: i think everyone gets paid i think everyone gets paid too and somebody like penny hardaway he's definitely making sure his sons are getting a a little bit of this a little bit of that i mean if he's doing it with the minutes he's doing it with the money how much is like
1: the shitty walk-on that plays played in the suburbs in high school
0: a grand. Like parents
1: are donors how much are they getting paid to ride the end of that bench
0: wait actually grand? probably nothing no nothing i they're bet nothing
1: you don't think they're getting a thing you don't think they're somehow think getting, they're getting a
0: residual from something i think what they're getting is just an opportunity to potentially get some minutes but those minutes are getting taken by the hardaway brothers <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean like
1: you don't think they're getting like i State it has a walk-on Okay, an Iowa State walk-on probably isn't the best because they might they might be getting paid in, like, pizza or something. But, like, a North Carolina walk-on or a Duke walk-on, you don't think they're okay. getting a few grand?
0: Those guys are getting a few grand, yeah. I think everybody going to those places is getting money, hands down. And I think, actually, if we're talking those caliber schools, I, you know, with no sources or data to back this up, I think sure. they're making double figures, at least. Their money's going around. These players that are on the bench could be – could definitely be starting other places. I imagine everybody's a five star recruit or a four star recruit that goes to these schools. So they're definitely getting a bag for doing nothing. Do you think they're going to implement like a salary cap for NIL? I think they need to. Was Wendt Patino talking about that recently? Did you see that? <laughs> I think he Patino's was talking about it. Yeah. A dude, he's got to stay a lot to make St. John's relevant because right now they are not dancing in March. <laughs>
1: St. John's isn't like a team that I even want to be relevant. Like when you're like, do you, don't you think St. John's being great for college basketball would be, or being great would be great for college basketball? And I'm like, I really don't give do a shit if St.
0: John's is good or not. I've liked some St. John's teams in the past, and I, I'm, I am Rick Pitino's biggest uh, let's get a comeback coach of the year award proponent and fan, but he, uh, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it at all. Teams keep losing. And uh he is just saying a bunch of things. Yeah, he talked about implementing a salary cap, I think, to the NCAA or to college basketball, saying that's where that's where college basketball is headed. I actually think he's on to something. But I feel like he said a bunch of other crazy shit while he was spewing that, where you know what it's hard to stick by Rick Patino sometimes. But we'll stick by I'll stick by him right now.
1: That's one guy that gets a mic in his face. Obviously, because he's a college basketball coach, but I don't know that he needs a mic in his face all the time.
0: What was that quote we were saying about him where he was talking about, like, shoot me in the face he, or something? I
1: think, uh, killing himself over a loss, yes.
0: That was I just mean, great media. Great. I mean, they loved that. Great media hard, baiting. Hard
1: it is hard to argue with that.
0: Well, you can't argue the passion. You can't say there's no passion there because the man will kill himself if he continues to lose, so... Big East Coast is I'm not saying give them a win, but I don't know. Bring the best out of them when you're playing against them. Really try to bring that competitive Patino because right, right now I don't know where it is. I think he lost it. I think Dan Hurley took a little bit of it. I don't know what's going on. Do uh
1: Big East. I think the Big East is kind of starting to sort itself out. Yeah,
0: I mean, hands I'm... down, the Xavier Butler story. I feel like those are kind of over right now. The, with those win streaks and those, you know, Providence too. Let's uh, to say these teams are doing well, but yep. it, it's UConn versus everybody. Yep. A, a game we'll touch on coming up. We got UConn Marquette coming up. We'll talk about that later, but I think that's going to sort some things out. I want to see UConn fall. Yeah. I'm kind of enjoying I want to see them fall. They're not bothering me now. They're not bothering you because they keep winning and you enjoy that? Like.
1: Yeah, I think it's fun for now. I mean, come March, there will be a time and a place for it. But right now, it's kind of fun. Feels like, yeah, you know, it just feels like they're a juggernaut. And it's fun to have juggernauts in college basketball. It definitely is. In my opinion.
0: It definitely is. It's. I'm sure it's, you know, when you, you keep seeing a team win, sometimes you just want to see them fall. But I think that mindset needs to be changed for everybody. I want to – look, Kodak, I want to see you keep winning. And I want to see UConn keep winning. So I'll take it back. It would be awesome if they back-to-backed. And, you know, let's ask this question right now. If we had to pick a tournament, pick a team to win the the March Madness tournament without seeing the field, who are you picking?
1: The Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, I mean, I think that you'd be insane to bet
0: against UConn. Yeah, I like Iowa State to meet UConn in there. I would go UConn or Purdue, even with Purdue's woes in the tournament. You know, they lost to a 16 seed last year. I, if we are just cherry-picking stats, you know, the last team that did that went on to win the national championship, North Carolina. So the stats speak for themselves. UConn, not not UConn, sorry, Purdue is going to hang the banner at the end of the year. So we don't even need fun- to do any more college basketball talk.
1: Purdue's got the funniest it. Thing, the funniest thing Purdue could do is lose round one.
0: Can you imagine? That'd be so. Yeah. Can you imagine? What? What are your thoughts if that happens? You gotta fire that painter,
1: right? He's gone. They would. They would never be taken seriously again. Nor should they be.
0: No. No. Especially, it would feel like. It would feel like the plot of the curse that Purdue has looming over them would only thicken. You know, the shadows surrounding them. The unmarketability, we talk about the unattractiveness, it would all just grow even more. It's an unattractive school. Personally, I would hate to see that happen. They just look so good where it's like, God damn it, why can't you figure it out in March Madness? Why can't you figure it out? You just kind of want to shake them and really grab them by the neck, you know, kind of give them the old Travis Kelsey to Andy, you know, like, what's going on? what's going on? I start yelling in their face.
1: Yeah, that was something. Zach Eadie, Zach Eadie is one March madness run from everyone in the country. Disliking him. People like a lot of people know who he is, but there's a ton of people that still are not familiar with Zach Eadie, which is crazy. Cause he's probably the best player in college basketball. He is the best player, but like they just play such an unlikable brand of basketball because it's not fun. And that's all kind of what March is all about is fun basketball. So He's like one one March run away from everyone just being like, this guy fucking sucks. I'm tired of watching him. I'm so tired.
0: If he goes for a run, you think he will not gain any fans? He will gain haters?
1: I think he'll gain haters. Big guys gain haters, guards that big light it up. Big guys do. Big guys or short guys that light it up gain fans. Think Jimmer Fredette Think Steph Curry. Think Marquise Noel. Tyler like no, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Marquise be- Noel. Big one.
1: They get people fired up because that's a fun brand of basketball.
0: Why is is that?
1: Boring fucking brand of basketball. It's good. Does this just go back?
0: Is is this the David versus Goliath kind of theory? You know, nobody wanted to see David win or nobody wanted to see Goliath win. You just don't want to see the big man winning because you already feel like genetically they won. You're like, you're good. You you shouldn't. We expect you to do good, but we don't expect little Marquise over here to be taking Kansas State on a run.
1: Well, I think, I think the majority of the population just relates to the 6'2 guy more than they relate to the 7'3 guy, just for obvious purposes.
0: I want to like Zach Eadie. I do. Yeah. We, we say it every week. It comes back to the Purdue thing. You know, we'll see what yeah. they have in March. I'm I'm shooting the horn on Purdue, sending it, and uh, having hopefully their first Final Four run this season. But you know what? Everything's going to change once I see that bracket. And – I think it'd just be so tough to see a team go through that where I I can't even imagine. So I don't want to hate. I want to love. Let's go UConn. Let's go Purdue. Keep winning guys.
1: Purdue's going to run away with that big 10. Illinois is two games back, but like, it's just, it doesn't feel right.
0: No, with that loss to, with that loss of Terrence Shannon, I mean, they dropped a game in between there. So who knows, maybe that's the difference at the end of the year, but Illinois, still a dangerous team. Terrence Shannon put up like 28 points this week. The man's fully back. His mind is not clouded.
1: Yeah, his mind is not clouded, which, take that as you will.
0: He is hooping, though. He's hooping, and I think he's going to keep hooping. He's going to be one of those. He's not going to be a small guard we fall in love with. He'll be the big guard that we fall in love with. I mean, his name's still in there for – it's hilarious that people are even talking about this. But his name is still up there for National Player of the Year. You know, you can still bet those odds. I would not do that. I don't know why media pundits are trying to sell anybody but Zach Eady winning National Player of the Year, but they very much are. They're throwing Terrence Shannon out there. They're throwing RJ Davis out there. Make it make sense. Make it why don't you just it give it to us straight?
1: I that's really what we need. Uh give St. It to Mary's straight. St. Mary's eleven and O still in the West Coast
0: Conference. So, what we have to say to you is, welcome back to the AP poll. You're back after however many weeks you've been gone. I don't know, but what are they on a twelve game win streak? They haven't lost since December twenty third, where they lost to none other than Missouri Valley Conference, Missouri State. Oof. Oof. That was their last loss. They have a good win over in New Mexico. They beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga just got their own good win. Shout out Gonzaga. I think they'll still need to do a little more. But St. Mary's, let's not shy away from this team. Clark, you were right. I was wrong. That's I'm embracing. back. I'm That's back embracing. on St. Mary's. I think they're a slept-on team. I think you can't overlook a 12-game win streak from any team, no matter the conference it's coming from. 12 wins put together is very impressive. St. Mary's, you guys are dancing. That's a dozen. A dozen wins is a dozen wins. I don't care where it's at. That's a dozen. That's not a baker's dozen, though. That's 13, what is right? Is baker's dozen is a thirteen. Like, what is the I think reason? So. I
1: I don't understand what a baker's dozen is. I always hear it. That's why at I GB, just brought people, this up. I wonder if people at home right now are like, these two are fucking idiots. Well, no, no, is no. it because I don't like he has ba- gone through the phase? Because is it like bakers throw an extra loaf, right? Oh. Okay, it goes all the way back to medieval times. Oh, you just looked it up. Do. I did. I was curious. I thought, thought maybe we should get the right answer so we're not spreading fake news and misinformation. Okay. But it's from medieval times. They would throw an extra loaf on um, to avoid being fined for selling short weight. So that's your history lesson for the day.
0: Awesome. The more you know, and I guarantee you, most people didn't know that. I think everybody that does know what a baker's dozen is, they they've looked it up recently, and that's why they still have it fresh now. on their mind. Otherwise, yes. unless you're a culinary chef, what are you what are you doing with that information? You you don't need to know what a baker's dozen is. So we do know now, and you know why? It's because of St. Mary's twelve game win streak. They're on fire. What are your thoughts on St. Mary's now? I mean, you've been riding this since the beginning. I They won me over when they beat Gonzaga at Gonzaga and have, they've continued to win. So, Hey,
1: that's a consistent team. You're in and you're out. They're always good. I don't know how. They're just always there. Usually Gonzaga is giving them a time. You were talking about Gonzaga. That's a huge, I mean, to go into Kentucky and win. I kind of wrote them off last week about it, but they're hanging around.
0: I I think like like we were just talking about Wisconsin. Now we got to talk about Kentucky. Kentucky's not doing well either. They're getting exposed. Uh, The fact that they don't have a good defense. You know, where we went with Wisconsin though, I'll go the alternative route. I think people are pressing the alarm button on Kentucky. I think they're freaking out. I think a lot of people are saying that they won't make a deep March Madness run. And while all those things could be true, I still think they had bucket getters. They have one of the most efficient and effective field goal shooters in college basketball, in Reed Shepard, and I mean the list continues. They have they have NBA talent roster. So as concerned as people are about Kentucky's defense, I think well, let's let things sort themselves out. I, I think Coach Cal is no Greg Greg no Gard. And so I think if, if we're looking at Wisconsin we're looking at Kentucky, I think Kentucky has the best chance to you know figure that out and get better as the season goes on. And I think if too many people are fading Kentucky in March, then I think Kentucky's going to show you while – I think Kentucky's going to give you the fade then.
1: They are going to give you the fade, the fade that Travis Kelsey made famous. Uh, looking at the other side of this, Gonzaga, I think – does this spark something for them? Maybe? Your boy Nemhardt only getting up seven shots seems strange to me. Nine assists, though. I mean, he still filled it
0: up, 6-5 and 9. He's been playing a lot more as a facilitator, which is his role. It's what he was doing last year at Creighton. But Creighton, when he played in the Big East, he had a lot more spotlight on him. They were playing really big non-conference games. I specifically remember the one with Villanova last year. He just showed up in those moments where the spotlight was on him. But, I mean, this year, if we have to – say when the spotlight was on him because a St. Mary's Zaga. I'm not quite sure that I'm not quite sure that that fits the criteria of a spotlight for me. You know, it's not power five, but it's as close as he's going to get. And so with that, I didn't think he shined that well, you know, they still lost. And so that's why he didn't shine. Well, you you got to carry your team to victory, no matter what his stats were. He didn't carry the team to victory, but nine assists, seven shots up. Uh, they they did what they needed to do to get their first quad one win, and they're trending up. No matter what you say, Zag is trying to make the tournament. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Gonzaga and St. Mary's both made it? It feels so weird saying that out loud. I think they sh-
1: I think they will. I think they should. And I what think, do you they think they'll take San Francisco- though? I think they'll probably bring San Francisco with them. No, no way. I think you have to. I think that's got to just- be. They can't get that shade just because, like, the same thing, I think Drake and Indiana State should both make it from the Valley.
0: Like, because there's something like... Well, that's a different discussion, and I'd argue that Drake and Indiana State are both better than St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I mean, The Metrics really like Gonzaga, though. The Metrics really like St. Mary's.
1: Let's call it what it is. The West Coast Conference, and I... For sure. And maybe the Missouri Valley, maybe not. They're both better conferences this year than the Pac Twelve.
0: In my opinion. You know, excuse my moment of silence there. It's just it's so Pac-12. sad how true that is. The Pac Twelve is awful.
1: Right. They had football season. They sold their soul for the football season before they I ended. feel like
0: we need to take fifteen lashes on the back for, you know, hyping up Arizona. To the extent that we did, because not to say that they're bad, it's just, you know what? The Pac-12, you said it, they don't look that good. Everybody's kind of beating everybody. And you got, I mean, if we're naming teams that I think are good in the Pac-12, it's Arizona, who has looked extremely shaky, still has a great team, though, still could put it together. It's just what we're witnessing right now is not a great Arizona team. Uh, Utah, they have one of the tallest I'm pretty sure they field one of the tallest lineups in all of NCAA. length will beat you alone there. But, you know, look at Florida State. That can only take you so far. Oregon. Oregon's good. And Colorado. But th- those are good in terms of the Pac-12. Washington State right. can't what forget them. Yeah, what does that mean? So the Pac-12, they confuse me because they look like they look so bad. They, they all don't look that good. But what do they do year in and year out in in the big dance? The Pac-12 always seems to have a great record. Yeah. At least better than the Big Ten and Big 12. But this year it feels like they're beating each other up a little more. And while Arizona is in the lead, I don't want to say comfortably, but they're, they're in the lead, still definitely going to win the Pac-12. It, it seems like they're beating each other up a little more this year than usual.
1: I agree. And a team there that I'd like to talk about that – I think yeah. they should be better, and they're just not very good. And who knows what? But U- USC is bad. They're last place. They're bad. Maybe they're just good on paper, but like Boogie Ellis, Boogie Ellis, and Isaiah Collier are averaging like 15 and 16 each game. Like, that's pretty good to get from your two leading scores in college basketball. And then just it just feels like it falls off after that.
0: But there's a lot of consistent numbers. Well, you know what it is. You know why they're doing so bad. Why? Bronny James. You think? Well, if we look at it, we talked about that Long Beach State game way back in the day. And since then, they have been off. They haven't been the same since Bronny Jr.'s been there. And I don't want to put it on them. And I'm not saying correlation equals causation. But in this case, there is a little correlation there with Bronny James potentially being the curse in the cloud over USC right now, because you're right. This is one of the worst USC teams we've seen in a long time. This is one of the worst UCLA teams we've seen in a long time. I think that's why the Pac-12 feels so weird to us this year, because we have different names at the top. We don't have USC or UCLA, and you brought it up. USC has Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier, who is still projected to be like a top five pick in the NBA. Yeah. And these boys aren't going to the big dance.
1: How, well, sometimes that doesn't matter, I guess. I think it should. How does UCLA not dominate that the same way Purdue does the Big Ten? How does that not happen? Because They're just having a big down year. Mick Cronin, like, but my thing is it doesn't feel like that's a team that should have a down year. They're in Los Angeles. Yeah. The NIL era has to be that much better in Los Angeles.
0: You think it's that much more competitive in Los Angeles, though, too? And what, what do you mean competitive in what aspect? There's just so many schools there that they're competing with. I mean, I'm sure Long Beach State is probably paying way more than they should to these players, NIL deal-wise. USC, they have to compete with USC. I guess I'm really saying USC, they have to compete
1: with I don't that. think anyone's – I think there's enough love to go around between the two of them that they shouldn't really impact each other. You know what I mean? And they both have deep pockets, especially with UCLA
0: going to the – they're both going to the Big Ten. Like the it's, well. it's just an excuse at the end of the day when you just say that UCLA is going through a rebuilding year because, like you said, they have the brand Nick Cronin. He should be able to bring in recruits on his own uh, that that deliver day one or at least are able to develop throughout the season, and, and they're not towards the bottom of the Pac-12. But more excuses for UCLA. They lost Tommy Hakez. They lost quite a few other seniors last year. So, I mean, it's a lot of new faces there for them. I hope that's they true. get it together next year, but no, I, I think that, I think those are just excuses. You're right. UCLA is a program that shouldn't really have a down year this bad. But we're seeing a lot of down years from teams that, you know, have historically kind of been at the top the last 20 years, namely Zaga. Yeah. Hey, that's just the big one. I mean, down years all around on the West Coast. Maybe something's going What's going on over there?
1: I don't know. Maybe people need to pay a little bit more attention to the West
0: Coast. Conspiracy. Or less attention.
1: One of the two. I don't know. It, it just seems weird. And, like, I don't even feel like USC is a big competitor, should be a competitor for college basketball with UCLA. Obviously, they blow them out in the football and that recruiting scheme. But, like, right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking about my ass right now.
0: Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And, I mean, there's. it's not like these other states. Arizona has Arizona State to compete with. Ohio, Ohio State, I mean... Uh, that's not a good one. Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, that's yes. still – no, UCLA-USC is still the biggest, I'd I'd say the most competitive in-state probably. Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State. Auburn, Alabama. Uh, I think Auburn, Alabama and Duke, North Carolina, way better than anything I've ever said. But we're talking – we've, we've talked a lot of mid-majors here, I feel like. So let's jump to a little-known team called FAU. They just lost. Pretty sure they just lost. Right now they're projected five seed in the tournament. FAU loses to UAB. 76-73 in OT this past weekend. Where are you now with FAU and making a run in the tourney?
1: I mean, the one thing they have is the experience from a run before. But, like, they're not – I'm still not. No. I think they'll probably sneak in as a five, six seed probably. Yeah.
0: Which feels high, but okay, sure.
1: Five, five six probably. I think. I mean, they're still top rated. They're still top twenty-five team. Um, but it doesn't. I don't feel. I don't feel like they're gonna do it again. People, a lot of people, I think, think that they're like the Butler team from when was that? 10, 15 years ago, and I just don't think that's the case.
0: Well, I mean, people forget there was. FAU's run is not a run. We're, we're not talking about FAU at all. They're not ranked if, you know, things go differently for Memphis in that 8-9 game last year. Right. FAU had the right things fall for them, and then, you know, they got hot and went on a run. But if we're comparing FAU's team this year to last year, last year around this time, they were 22-2 and two or something. They had two losses. They were in an easier conference, though. So I'd, I'd call the American harder from where they – where FAU came from. They have the names there. You're right. I think they're like all juniors, though. You got Elijah Martin, Vlad Golden, Mm -hmm. and... Elite name. John L. Davis. I mean, they they got bucket getters right there. So, they're they're a team team I believe in. They're a team I believe in. But they're just kind of boring not being in a Power 5. They're fun to watch, but... You shouldn't be losing to UAB without Jelly Martin and OT, so... You know, that is a little bit of a concern.
1: It is. And then, I don't know. That's that's a team that we'll wait and see on. But, like
0: – We'll wait and see on. I mean, hey, we we'll, said it. They got two more games against Memphis at the end of the year. Those are really going to be, I think, what lets us know where those teams are at at that point. And it's perfect <laughs> time because it's really close to March. So, I'm, I'm really, I guess, holding out for those games to really let us know what we know about the teams.
1: Agreed. What uh, We got some games this week. Um, yeah. Anything Anything you really got your eye on this week? I know we'll get to Saturday, but anything during the weeknight.
0: That... Yeah, real quick, I've got some news and notes here. I can't let the week go by without You know, – we're, we're Missouri Valley Conference supporters, so we got to give a shout-out and a, a big welcome to the AP poll, to the Indiana State Sycamores. People have been talking about them all year. They're on a nine-game win streak. Last time they lost was to Drake, January 10th. Yep. And the last time they were ranked was the 78 79 season with the one and only Larry Bird, where I did not know this. They finished the AP poll number, number one. Mm-hmm. What the hell was going on in 78 79?
1: Larry Bird was going on, man.
0: That is madness. Did they win the tournament? Who knows? But I'm just blown away that a Missouri Valley School was number one at the at the closing of the AP. When I'm sure there were so many other good schools, so Indiana State handshake emoji. We welcome you back. It's it's been yeah. too long.
1: And that and that year, that 78-79 year, that was the that was the Bird Magic year. So Magic took that.
0: Michigan mm. State. Shout out Magic. Starting one of the greatest rivalries ever. At what cost, though? You know he had trials and tribulations throughout his life. But I also got to touch on Kelvin Sampson. He, ever- he had AIDS. Get AIDS. <laughs> Those were the and tribulations he what had to go through. What did he ever do? He won, and he had to pay for it through AIDS, though. But, you know, shout out him for being a good spokesperson on that. And, you know, he really dealt with that. He really dealt with his AIDS. Maybe not in the best way. I don't want to speak on Magic Johnson. I don't know his character too well. Yeah. But Kelvin Sampson gave – what is it? Magic Johnson's Twitter game? Elite. Oh, I thought you said his Twitter name. I thought he had a funny one. No, no? It's just magic. When you have the word magic in your name, he he's got a lot of options for a good Twitter name. What
1: a, I mean, when your nickname is magic, you have no choice but to be great.
0: You can it's be like magic this, magic LeBron. that. It's like naming your kid LeBron.
1: They have to. They have to go ahead and be great.
0: I would love to see a stat on just how much more Magic Johnson has said the word magic. Just about things, about his name in his life, just compared to the average person. I bet he uses the adjective magic all the time. Like, you, you wanna see to. my magic shot, magic feet? This is my magic leg. He's probably got magic tattooed on him. You know, he said the word magic dick before. You wanna get his magic dick? He's for sure said that. Speaking of magic dick, Kelvin Sampson was doing an interview this week with the one and only John Rothstein. Really goofy goober. Love tuning into his podcast, though. Uh, don't check his out, though. Stay tuned for that, the Box Out Boys, and we'll just let you know what happened. But he was talking about the Big 12. And basically, they were asking, you know, what's harder about this? You know, give us your thoughts on the Big 12. And he was just basically the whole interview was him saying how hard it is to win on the road. He brought up Hilton Magic so many times, talked about how real it is. In a in a loose quote, Kelvin Sampson on his transition to the Big 12, home court advantage is real, Hilton Magic is real. That's the hardest part about switching from the American to the Big 12 is just he said it himself, they didn't have those they didn't have that crowd energy in the American, but in the Big 12 TCU, he shouted out. Iowa State. I mean, come get your own. Houston. How do we feel about them? Are they winning the Big 12 still? With I think I'm going to ask this question every week.
1: They're winning the Big 12 still. Well,
0: if they don't win, who wins?
1: I I think Iowa
0: State. <laughs> I think so, too. I think
1: legitimately, good. they're legitimately good. Is this team underrated? This might be the best Iowa State team in the last twenty five years.
0: This and might be the, the best Iowa State be team ever.
1: This is Yeah, like, you're right.
0: Twenty five. I like that. If
1: if Curtis Jones and Kayshawn Gilbert are knocking down threes, this is a team that won't so maybe one of the top five best teams in America, if guys are knocking down jumpers. Which I know what that sounds like, but like they're deep. they're the probably the best defensive team in the country. That's what they say. Definitely they best forced, at stealing
0: and turnover turnovers. They just force turnovers. They mm-hmm. wreak havoc. Most conditions. Great a team success. In great recipe for winning in March. Mm-hmm. Taman Lipsy was just nominated on the Wooden Nate Na- Na- Smith Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I doubt he wins it, but I mean that's sick that he's on there in general, along with a, a myriad of other Big Twelve players. I want a Big Twelve guy to win. It's been like two years. The past two years, I think in SEC and ACC or oh, SEC and Pac-12 player, surprisingly enough, have won. But, Gosh. yeah, just had to – I wanted to touch on Iowa State, throw those quotes around, and I, I think they're underrated. I think they deserve more of a conversation in the national media, and I, I just think it's fair to say where were you when the Hawkeye, not the Hawkeyes, Jesus fucking Christ – where were you when the Cyclones were ranked number 10? We were right yes. here speaking about where, it. Where were you when Tyrese
1: Hunter – put up a goose egg against the clones last week. I was on top of the world. Man. <laughs> I was on cloud nine. Shout out to the clones. Also, tip of the cap to Dylan Desueux, who's been hooping lately.
0: Yeah. We're not the I'm not the biggest Texas uh supporter over here and you know I'll speak objectively about them. I think they get a lot of talent and I don't think their basketball team always pans out, but we will give credit where credit's due. And Dylan DeSue Let's say this, Max Abmus and Dylan DeSue, we see you. We see you, and we respect we, you. That I was, I was nice. We do respect you. Nice. Tyrese Hunter, we don't respect you. Tyrese Hunter, we don't respect you. Uh, we do apologize for a lot of bad jokes that came your way after the game, though, with the zero points. I'm sure that couldn't have been easy. But moving on, we have games to look ahead to. Right. And I want to know, what's what's really piquing your interest? So if I'm going in order, I mean, today we had Duke and Wake Forest. Last I checked, that was a pretty tight game. I could see, I, I see Duke winning that. But Wake Forest, fun ACC team. You never know with them. And then Texas Tech and Kansas tonight. I think that's a scary game for Kansas. Let's hope Texas Tech gets that win. Uh gets Iowa State a little more towards the top of the Big 12. But looking ahead, I think I got to shout out first some games tomorrow. I'm going to go with Iowa State at Cincinnati. Now, I know that's not too much of a marquee matchup on the slate, honestly. Not sexy. Oh, it's not sexy. I think I think any road game is fun in the Big 12. That, that's just for the, the Iowa supporters out there, Iowa State supporters. I'll give you a real one with Oklahoma at Baylor. That's number 25 at 12 Baylor. Baylor's hot right now. I know they just lost 64-61 to Kansas over the weekend, but this team's running a gun, and, and they're, they're, we talked about all these teams to win the Big 12. We didn't talk about them. They could easily do it. What do you got tomorrow? Uh, I had
1: pretty much all the games you set. North Carolina, Syracuse. I don't know. I got a weird feeling about Syracuse in that game. So take that. take what you will with that. We're going North Carolina. It's in the Carrier Dome. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Are you saying you got a feeling about Syracuse winning? I got a feeling about Syracuse winning. Okay. You know what? I like that. We might be catching North Carolina in a little. uh, They might be in a little slump right now. A little slip and slide, ebb and flow. They are. They are flowing down. They are flowing down. Just so let's go Syracuse. They might be a little underrated team in the ACC. Don't sleep on that big orange. I'm also going to you shout see. out the Mountain West here, Colorado State, San, at San Diego State, and New Mexico at Nevada. Uh, a week ago, I'm pretty sure all four of these teams were ranked, or damn near. The Mountain West, that's a conference that is just absolutely going tit for tat and just beating each other up. So I think those are fun games to watch. We talked about Old Miss. They're going to play Kentucky. This is a big bounce-back spot for Kentucky. Yep. And then on Valentine's Day, I just got one game, South Carolina at Auburn. We were just talking, is Auburn the real deal? This is a great chance to show us because I know this is South Carolina to show us.
1: That is a fun game. Will you be uh, tuning into that game at 8.30 p.m. or will you be doing Valentine's Day stuff, if
0: you don't mind me asking? I will be doing Valentine's Day stuff with the YouTube TV app open under the table, uh, checking the game every two minutes. I think that that's the proper way to go about it. Respectfully, don't do that. But uh, I will be doing that. That's that's one of the that's probably my second favorite game of the week. I think so. I'd really want to tune into that one.
1: And your first favorite game of the week
0: is the one and only Marquette at UConn. I'm excited about this. This is Shaka Smart going against Dan Hurley. I, I don't think there's ever been. You know, if we look at the battles in history and look at great generals going up against great generals, this is peak it right here. We got Dictator Dan going up against Sergeant Shaka Smart. It's going to be a fun one.
1: (sighs) It's going to be a blast of a game. Tyler Golick playing like the best guard in the country. I mean, you can't ask for much more. This is maybe the best game in the month of February.
0: And I haven't seen Marquette play enough, so I, I'm going to be locked in because i got to see this Tyler Cola kid way more than I have, and people will be sleeping on Marquette. People, I feel like they're an afterthought because UConn is just so dominant. Marquette's right there. Marquette's right they're
1: there. Not, Marquette's right playing there. the best basketball yeah, they're like, of the year. They're, they're right up there, though. Those Big East teams, the top three, are starting to play really good basketball. Creighton played really good this weekend. Marquette's starting to play really good. There's... There's something there. I wouldn't be Brighton shocked at all to see
0: Marquette win that game. They had an OT loss against Providence, but they came back and got it in blood on Saturday. and They got it in blood. As much as I don't think they always pass the eye test, they definitely pass the talent test, and the metrics absolutely love Creighton. That's love the team them. we've been talking about since the beginning. Keep an eye on. I just I can't see them losing – in March that they just I don't I don't understand them they just win when it comes time to March but you're right we got UConn Marquette and Creighton after that the field's kind of separated but even with that Marquette's two and a half games back Creighton's four games back that just says how good UConn is with that being said let's go Tyler Kolick no no we we can't I can't go back on what we were talking about earlier in the podcast I, I guess, guess UConn let's keep it going let's keep it rolling yeah. buddy
1: We got to stick to our guns. Uh, Can I float you another delicious game on Saturday? Please do.
0: Kentucky at Auburn. Kentucky at Auburn. Auburn's getting a big test this week. South Carolina and Kentucky. That's a big week. They get them both at home. That's pretty nice. It is. I mean, I think they got to go one and they might go two and oh there. I want to say one and one, but they're coming off that bad loss to Florida. This might be their week to really just kind of put their lay their dick on the table. You know, excuse my language.
1: I think that was the best term to use because it would be them laying their dick on the table. Dick and balls on the table.
0: Yeah, they, those are going to be fun games. Texas A&M at Alabama. I am hyped up for that because this Texas A&M team is catching fire right now. Alabama, the fastest team in the country probably right up there. Uh, just dropping casual 100 points against it seems like every team they play. Kansas at Oklahoma. I might have already called yep. that one out. Utah State at Colorado State. That's just that Mountain West fun. And then I, I don't really love to bring this up, but it's a Saturday matchup, and it's Wake Forest it's fun, and at Virginia. Virginia's, uh, they're on like that an eight-game, nine-game win streak against mediocre teams, it seems like. but
1: That is not know. where I
0: thought you were going with that game. That's not the we're, game the, I thought you were going with. They are. They're another team that we say, Virginia. Welcome back to the AP poll.
1: Welcome back. I thought you were going Texas at
0: Houston. See that game? That's just me not giving Texas enough love. Still, yeah, man. that's an in-state just, rivalry. That that should be good. Dylan DeSue. Like I
1: feel like they're going to be a little. There's going to be a little hate in that game.
0: Jamal and Shedd, also national uh, on the Wooden Awards list for Defensive Player of the Year. So. No, you're right. You got me there. I didn't put it on the list. That's one that needs to be there. That's Big Twelve basketball, baby. What you Let's... have? Do you have a feeling about that game too?
1: Mm. I think Houston wins. I think Houston wins double digits. I don't Somebody's got to take them down. I always think Texas is going to go on the road and get one, and they never do. It's just—it's my biggest fault. What about? I'll throw, you, I'll throw you one more game, and it's one not more a game. sexy game. It's an okay. ugly game. It's a game you probably don't want to tune into, but I think it's a game that has – I think it could be a big game when we look back. That's where Wisconsin you're wrong. I want to tune into
0: all these games. Oh, sorry. Wisconsin
1: goes to Iowa.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I saw this, and I think I took it off because of their four-game losing streak. Iowa just had a crazy comeback uh, yesterday, Super Bowl Sunday, and it was against Minnesota. Yeah, uh, came back down 17 at least at half. That team can still shoot. They came back with McCaffrey. Had a little blank space, pun intended. Iowa? Give me Iowa. I don't know, dude. Give me Wisconsin. I don't know what to think of the Big Ten. I I stay away from those games.
1: I just think it's a game where if Iowa wins, people are maybe going to start paying a more, little more attention to Iowa. And if they beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I think they're already in a little bit of a spiral, but they are in a complete
0: tailspin then. Complete tailspin. Completely agree. I mean, with the level of talent they have, they, they can't lose five games in a row. So I think Greg Gard will figure it out. Wisconsin will get the win. But, you know, crazier things have happened at Carver Arena. I know there's a mini rivalry between wisconsin and iowa so i know Iowa wants it they're still you know we're we're saying iowa you're not dancing in march but they don't know that yet they don't know that they're gonna still be gunning and slinging
1: correct and you know what i said that was my last game but i actually have one more okay and i want to i want to say it's because we'll be recording during this game next time and I want people to know about it before it happens, Iowa State at Houston on Monday
0: night, a week from tonight. Huge game. Huge, huge game. I think Iowa State loses, and I'm so sad to say it. I think that's for the Big 12 title.
1: But I just want people to be aware that that game is going on, on Monday night. You know what?
0: Let me, let me take we that owe it back. To people. That's, that's for the Big 12 title on the line. You're definitely right. That's the biggest game in the Big 12 this, this year probably. And that's speaking There's- objectively just because if you look at the top two teams in the race right now, it's Houston and Iowa State. I know Iowa State's only a game ahead of Kansas and Baylor, but they're showing all the signs of a team that is going to continue to win. And so I think they go in and I think they sweep Houston because I still refuse to believe you can come into the Big 12 your first year and win the Big 12. So let's give it to Iowa State. Let's give it to TJ Otts. They're going to upset Houston at Houston. Book it. Dime it. Throw some money on it.
1: Throw a little cash on it. Let them know what you're about. But with that being said, it's been a wonderful evening. We thank everyone for listening to us out there. Um, We want to give a special shout-out to Usher for that performance last night. I think he changed a lot of our lives. Um, would you say that's an all-time
0: performance? I thought it was up there. I thought it was definitely a good one. You know, people want to hate. They can hate. What was upsetting me the most is pre-Super Bowl, a lot of people were saying, you know, Usher's not big enough to perform in the Super Bowl. It was blowing my mind. You know, people forgot about the, the 2000s. Who made Justin Bieber? Usher. Usher is crazy talented. I thought the Alicia Keys and him thing was a little weird, you know, with them both having their respective women also congratulations usher for getting married after the Super Bowl he hitched it with his lifelong partner in Vegas right after I'll, I'll say it was a really good performance couldn't agree
1: more all-time performance in my opinion with that being said we need our usher corner as most do and we'll catch you next week thank you for tuning in
0: know <laughs> pure nice. <me> <laughs>